many are getting rich, many are failing, and many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Obama's Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Somebody give the Lord some praise. Is that called praise? As I give the Lord praise. Oh, no, no, no. I think some of you may not make it to heaven. As I give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout glory. Hallelujah. Give a clap of praise to Jesus. Oh, yes. Rashandaligo Varatiza Lavandia. Lift up your right hand, wave it to the Lord. Say, Thank you, Jesus. Say, This morning, I will receive from you, and my life will never be the same again. Say, I declare. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive with humility the word of God. Save precious Holy Spirit. Minister to me in a special way. In Jesus' name. Give a clap of praise to Jesus. Kindly take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we give God all the praise. We give God all the glory. How many of us want to prosper? How many of us want to want to prosper? I want to prosper abundantly abundantly glory to jesus you want to make money glory to the name of the living god hallelujah well i'm here to let you know that god wants that for you even more than you want for yourself the bible tells us in third john chapter number one the verse number two he said i beloved i wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers can you take care of that sound he said, I wish above all things that you may prosper. Now, this is God speaking to us. He said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. In fact, based on the discussions and the testimony that have gone on, my, my work here has actually been made very easy. But you see, uh, Pastor Wisdom made a comment. He said, it's a mentality. You see, you may either decide to do it or not to do it. You may either accept to believe the truth or not to believe the truth. You may decide to argue it out. But you see, your arguments will not change what God has ordained. Your experience will not change what God has ordained. In fact, the truth is that whether they share testimonies or not, it is irrelevant to what God has already prepared. Because the scriptures cannot be broken. The scriptures cannot be broken. God is God. Okay, He is God whether you like Him or not. He is God whether you bless Him or not. He is God whether you decide to believe him, in Him or not. Somebody said, that I, if I meet God and He actually exists, I will let Him know that He did not give me enough evidence to believe that He exists. Is it? But you see, it is irrelevant to the matter. What you are supposed to do is to believe. 
is to believe what he has said. And when you believe what he has said, then you get onto his covenant program of supply, of provision, of protection, and of increase. That is it. That is it. The, the currency in the spirit for Christians is the currency of faith. What you believe is what you receive. Are we together? The Bible says that as many as received him, John chapter number 1 verse number 12, to them he gave power to become the children of God, even unto as many as believed in his name. As many as believed on his name. So what you believe is what you receive. What you believe is what you receive. Some people who go around and say, I don't believe this. I'm not seeing anything. You see, it is not God. It is you. It is you. This first fruit thing, it's because you never believed it from the start. You never believed it from the start. And so when you decided to uh, partake in it by tradition, Somebody said, oh, I mean, I man, so manya ebeye some way. No, you don't do it. If you do it that way, it's double loss. Have you ever seen me forcing anybody to give anything? What do I teach? I teach you that you must, and I teach you that if you don't faith for it, keep it. Because if you, don't, if you bring it without faith, you have lost the money and you have lost the blessing. Are we together? Are we together? So if you don't have faith for it, but know that God, you see, principles are not merciful. You understand me? Principles are not merciful. So somebody, God will not say that, oh, because he couldn't believe and she couldn't believe. You give her the blessing just, just, just because I'm showing her mercy. No, 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 no. Principles don't believe in mercy. Principles are laws. You do, you receive. You don't do, you don't receive. Whatever it is supposed to supply you, it will be cut off from you. Are you understanding me? You will not go to hell. Okay, when we talk about first fruit, and if, whether you give your your you give um, your tithe or your first fruit or whatever, you are still blessed because you are a child of God. But you see, there are some dimensions you can never enter into because those dimensions you access it only by principle of truth, and it is only for a special few. It is not everybody. If I were studying the book of Hebrews chapter number six, you realize that the Bible tells us. I think we are studying this in foundation school. The Bible tells us about moving on to maturity. And so it is after he has spoken about moving on to maturity, and that this we will do if God permits, that he even begins to talk about Titan. So you realize from the scripture that even Titan is for the mature. Titan is for the mature. If you are not mature in the spirit, or you don't grow up in the spirit, all of these things you will always have a problem. You will always have a problem. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? But then these are what God has said for our financial promotion. And our financial increase. Some of those who are testifying today, you, you hear their testimony. And it, listen, it is not a coerced testimony. Some of the things is just today is the first time I'm hearing it. Today is the first time I'm hearing that, oh, God did this because of this particular person, because of the faith that this individual expressed in him. So it is not about coercion. Truth is truth. Truth is truth. And every year, by the grace of God, God gives us opportunity to partake in what we call our first fruits. Somebody may say, oh, I will not come to church today because I want to swerve the first fruits. No. You see, you have swerved your own life. You have swerved your own blessing. Look at the testimony that Linda shared. If Linda had decided to swerve uh, uh, that, that day, all the testimony that she's sharing today, it's not happening. Because they were not happening before. They were not happening before. So, what is the difference between that year and the previous years and the years that followed? 
It is the principle, the turn around principle that she, she, that she found that changed her story. So don't think that, I, I, I keep telling you, I'm a miracle worker by the grace of God. Hallelujah. I'm a miracle worker. Oh, you don't believe me. Oh, whether you believe me or not, I, 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 mean, I don't care. <laughs> because as for me, I believe myself. Because God has told me that. But you see, one of the things that I emphasize is that miracles are not accidents. Miracles respond to principles. So, it is not so we came and we came to, and then we hope that there will be a miracle. No! It is because the scriptures have shown us what we need to know and what we need to do. And when we act upon the principles of the scriptures, there is a manifestation. There is a manifestation. Glory to Jesus Christ. Now, in the kingdom of God, revelation is a precursor for manifestation. So, uh, the, 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 in the book of Proverbs, it says that get wisdom, and in all that wisdom, get understanding. The understanding over there is revelation. He said, get wisdom, and in all that getting, get understanding. It means that get insight. Be, let this matter be revealed to your mind, be revealed to your spirit. And that is a precursor for manifestation. Anything that you don't have a revelation of, you cannot see the manifestation. Where there is no manifestation to the revelation, frustration sets in. So, you see some people come to church and they hear about first fruit and they hear about financial prosperity and they hear about God, able, God being able to take care of us and then they see that they don't see a manifestation in their life. It produces frustration because you are waiting for something that is not coming and then you are like, ah, is this thing true at all? Is this thing true at all? But you see, the truth is that go also and check your depth of revelation. Do you really understand what you are doing? For many years, I honored God with my tithe, and I was not seeing manifestation. I was not seeing evidence of the blessing. Look, in Malachi 3, 10, he says that he will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there will not be room enough for you to contain it. Anytime I heard that scripture, or I heard the men of God quoting that, I really felt stirred in my spirit. I was like, wow, this thing is so, 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 so wonderful. Let me go and give my tithe. And then I go and give, and I'm waiting for a certain window to open in heaven and I, for a long time it looked as though nothing was happening later when I went back and I began to study the matter all over again I realized that it was my insight into the revelation that was lacking and so when I caught the revelation from that time up to now and I'm talking about uh, almost 10 years every time I give my tithe I see sometimes an instant manifestation sometimes I don't even bring it to the house as soon as I envelope it even in the house I start seeing results coming why? revelation 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 must also lead you into involvement so when you catch a revelation and an insight you now begin to participate in what you are doing you act on it and when you act on it if the revelation is true manifestation is sure are we together if the revelation or the insight and understanding that you have to that particular matter is, is sure or is true then the manifestation is automatic it will come whether you like it or not. It will come whether you are sleeping or not. It will manifest. Similarly, when you decide to partake in something without understanding what you are doing, you will still be frustrated because manifestation will be lacking. It's a futile effort. That's why I teach about faith. I teach about understanding. Glory to Jesus Christ. We are in the month of January, or in February, just left the month of January. We are still in the early part of the year. And how you begin your year affects what the year will deliver unto you. 
And that is why we don't mess or we don't joke with our first fruits. Because in Romans chapter number 11, the verse number 16, the Bible says that if the first fruit is holy, if the first fruit be holy, the lamp is also holy. In other words, if the beginning is settled, the rest of it is also settled. Many of us are working with unsettled matters. We are working with things that have been cursed and we are working with them. And so we have not learned how to secure the first root. And so if the root be holy, so are the branches. You see, it is more dangerous for a, a plant to be sick at the roots than on the branches. Are we together? Are we together? So if the plant is going to be healthy, the roots must be healthy. The branches will be, will be affected by anything that is from the roots. But not everything from the branches will affect the roots. Not everything from the branches will affect the roots. When you start the year understanding what God has taught us to, to do, then you, and you begin to act on it, you set the tone for the manifestation of God's word in your year. First fruit is a biblical principle. Ezekiel chapter number 48, the verse number 14. I'm going to be running with you in a lot of things. And I pray that God will open your understanding. Hallelujah. Uh, Revelation chapter 48, verse 14. He said, They shall not sell of it, neither exchange nor alienate the first fruits, for it is holy unto the Lord. So you cannot touch the first fruits. You cannot put it down and say, Oh, let me use this first fruit for some this business which has come up. And so when I get the problem, I'll even give God double. No, you cannot do that with first fruits. You cannot do that with your first fruits. This is what he's saying in this scripture. In Ezekiel chapter number 44 verse 30. And the first of all, the first fruits of all things. And every oblation and of every sort of oblation shall be the priest. You shall also give it unto the priest. The first of your dough that he may cause the blessing to rest in thine house. Isn't it amazing that one person acts on the first fruit but it's the whole house that is affected. The whole house that is affected. So when it comes to first fruit, it has a representative uh, meaning. So sometimes in the, in, the, in, the, in the administration of the first fruit, it affects an entire house. It can even affect an entire nation. And that is why the curse of it also does not just remain with an individual. It affects every other person in the house. Glory to Jesus Christ. So it is important. Ask somebody whether you look at somebody beside and say, I hope you are not affecting me negatively. Because that thing has a corporate impact. I'll be sharing with you on uh, that very, very soon. Glory to Jesus. And we've been sharing already. Nehemiah chapter 10 verse 35. Nehemiah chapter 10 verse 35 37. And to bring the first fruit of thy, our grounds. God, they were receiving instruction. The children of Israel. And the first fruit of all fruits. Of, of all fruits of all trees, year by year. Look at that, year by year. That is why we practice it yearly, year by year. It is not just a one-time thing. It secures a year because in the harvest of the people, it was often in yearly cycles. And when you check the scriptures, you realize that God, in our fruitfulness and profitability, God actually deals with us in years. He deals with that in years. The Bible tells us about a certain uh, husband man, who, uh, a, a field owner, who spoke about a tree that had been on the field for two years and there was no fruit. It had been there for He said, I cut down the tree because it is, it is worrying the earth. But he said, God is not a tax collector. He is a father who receives honor. So you put it into your hands and let it actually come from your heart to give it back to him. 
understanding me? That is a principle. It's a principle of honor. It's not a tax collector. In other words, he gives you an opportunity to run away with the thing. But if you truly love him, because the first fruit is actually a love offering. It's an expression of how we see God. Who is God to you? Do you see him as your all in all? Or you think you have a wisdom and a strength of yourself? And you come and you... He said, Anna the Lord. Anna him. Do you know what Anna means? It shows me that show him the regard that you have for him unto him. And he says, how do you do it? With your substance and with the first fruit of all that increase. You see, it is actually what expresses our worship. It shows that we actually know the God that we are serving. If with, with, un, unless that is real, our givings are, are just political and methodical. Methodical. I don't know which you came to sit on this altar before I came. Oh, Jesus. I can see some of closer to that disco power is now reviving me. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. So, your know, Christianity becomes just about a religious it just something was just moving him that go and give, you know, go and pay this man, this man back. So, he went to the man's house, they said the man was at the stadium for the crusade. Because of the restlessness he was feeling, he ran to the crusade. When he got there, they had just finished the crusade, and so the people were coming out of the stadium. Lo and behold, at the gate, he met the man that he owed. He said, bro, I don't know, I owe you this amount, and I feel I have to give you your money now. So, here is your money. But you see, I, I, as I got here, I realized I cannot afford to give you all that money. So, let me give you 50%. Let me give you 50% because if I give you all that, that if we had a sudden change of mind, the man said, hey, hold on, offering bowl, offering bowl, offering bowl. You are now chasing the offering bowl. Because you see, sometimes our mentality can confuse our revelation. When the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, your mind can confuse you because your mind can be in the flesh. That's why the Bible says we should renew our minds. If you continue operating, having to realize that anytime you depend on your flesh and your own mind, things don't go very well. It will look like, hey, I've taken the most smartest of moves. When you start, you see that ah, nothing can go wrong. <laughs> but by the time you get to a quarter way through or halfway through, you realize that you have no foundation. You have no foundation because it was not done in understanding. Somebody said understanding is what is under that you stand upon. What, what are you standing upon? To ask about what you are doing. Is it God? Is it the scriptures? But it's your own mentality. The Bible says the arm of flesh are what? The arm of flesh are what? We shall fail. So if what you are standing upon is the arm of flesh, it will surely fail. It will surely fail. Let me, today I'm just doing some random scriptures. Second Chronicles chapter 31. 2 Chronicles chapter 31. We'll be reading about 10 verses, so we are going to move very fast. The Bible says, when all of it, this was finished, all Israel that, was, that were present went out of the cities of Judah, and they broke the images in pieces and cut down the groves and threw down the high places and the altars out of all Judah, and down the high places and the altars out of uh, and, and Benjamin, sorry, in Ephraim also in Manasseh, until they had utterly destroyed them all, then all the children of Israel 
returned. Every man to his possession into their own cities. This was in the days of Hezekiah. Hezekiah had just taken over from a very bad king who had brought in a lot of idol worship. And so in the first uh, month of the year that Hezekiah took over, he, he called the priests and asked them to sanctify themselves and sanctify uh, the house of God. You see, every time you want to be successful, the first point of call is the house of God. Go through the scriptures. Every time, I, I hope I'll get to a certain point to explain to you why uh, the tree in the middle of the garden was not supposed to be touched. It will tell you about God's mentality concerning the house of God. It's the first fruit of God. God always chooses something to represent every other thing. He chose Adam to return of Israel, brought in abundance. Listen to this. Now, notice that they had been disobedient to the acts and the ways of God for quite some time. And now they were being restored. In fact, if it, things had been going as it should have gone, he didn't need to have commanded them. But now he was bringing a, them into a place of restoration. Are we together? Are you understanding me? Yes. So, they brought in abundance the first fruit of corn and wine and, of, and, and oil and honey and of all the increase of the earth. And the tithe of all things brought they, in, brought they in abundantly. Now, look at what happens. The next verse. And concerning the children of Israel and, the Judah, and Judah, that dwelt in the cities of Judah, they brought in the tithe of oxen and sheep and the tithe of holy things, which were consecrated unto the Lord their God, and laid them by, and laid them by what? Heaps. <laughs> it means that when they were bringing the tithe and the first fruits, they were heaps. Like that. Heaps. Now, look at the next verse. The next verse, please. Heaps. It's, it's, when God is talking about tithe and sensuous, He's not thinking about small things. Though. He's thinking about abundance. The Bible says, in the third month, they began to lay the foundation of the heaps, and they finished them in the seventh month. <laughs> How many months were they gathering? That tells you that it means that they were, even though they were not serving God, and they were not coming to the house of God like they were, they were supposed to, they were keeping the first fruit and the tithes. Because they understood that it belonged to the Lord. So, for four months, they were gathering in heaps. From the third month to the seventh month. Go on, look at what happens after that. Look at what happens after that. Glory to Jesus Christ. And when Hezekiah and the princes came and saw the heaps, <laughs> they blessed the Lord. It's not like our generational. When we see that people are bringing money, people start saying, eh, the pastors are... And they say, have, you, have you realized the difference? Between the children of Israel and the church of today. You see, they saw the heaps and they began to bless the Lord and his people, Israel. They're like, wow, my people have done well. Anytime there is anything like a fundraising or something that has to be generate money in the church of God, your greatest desire is that there should be a lot of money that is gathered. We are, we are engaged in partnership to help people or to do something. It should be your desire that it should even exceed the limits or exceed the targets. So let's say there's a target that let's raise 100,000 Ghana cities to do something for God. Don't sit there and say 100,000 is a lot of money. It shows that you have a poverty mentality. You don't have the mentality of the spirit. You don't have a mentality of blessings. It should be your desire for more. He saw it and he rejoiced. Now look how happens in the verse number 9. 
Verse number 9. Let's move quickly. And Hezekiah questioned with the priests and the Levites concerning the heaps. He asked them, how has it been? What is happening? And what is going to happen? And Azariah, the chief priest of the house of Zadok, answered him and said, since the people began to bring the offerings, listen to this. If we will be, listen, every church member understand this. If we will be faithful in our first fruit and our tithe, there will never be any lack in the house of God. There will be no struggle in any church. God has designed it that way. If the church is even made up of ten people, God will work it out. He says, since the people began to bring the offerings into the house of the Lord, we have had enough to eat and have left plenty for the Lord. Listen to this. When they began to do it, can we read it? For what? The Lord has what? Blessed his people. So, when they began to bring their offerings, then the Lord began to bless them. When they began to bring their first food, a blessing started flowing onto their lives. That meant that before then, they were not operating in the blessing. They were not operating in the blessing. And the Lord has blessed his people. And, and that which is left is this great store. So, it meant that even what the, 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 the abundance that Hezekiah and the princes came to see, it was even the leftover. The leftover. What? They were following the principles of God. They were following the principles of God. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So there are two offerings in the scriptures. You see that God does not mess with at all. The tithe and the first fruits. The tithe and the first fruit. Free will offerings, other givings. You can choose what you want to do. But he says that first fruits, they are holy unto him. Tithe, they are holy unto him. When you touch the holy things, you touch the things of God. Nehemiah chapter 12 verse 44 will tell you that there are different kinds of offerings. And, one, and first fruits and tithe, they are totally different. They are totally different. Glory to Jesus Christ. Now, what is the first fruit? We've spoken about it a lot already. The first of, the first of anything that you are expecting to be in consistency in your life. So, at the beginning of the year, if you're a salaried worker, your first salary, your first income, whether gifts or anything that you think is God that gave it to you. If you're into business, your first profits, you offer it unto the Lord. Are you understanding me? You offer it unto the Lord. Lord, this is the, the profit of what you have given me the strength to be able to do. I offer it back unto you. Tithe is calculating 10% of it. Calculating 10% of it. But every time you are doing these uh, definitions, understand always it has to be according to faith. It has to be according to your faith. According to your faith. So you must understand how it operates. Glory to Jesus Christ. The first fruit is a sign that God is the first in your life. No money or expenses. There are many people, as soon as the month begins, they are so burdened by, 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 by expenses. Hey, I have school fees to pay, I have this to pay, I have this to pay. And that thing clouds. The Bible says it supercharges your heart. But you see, first fruits and giving God your first shows that He is the number one. Not the problem that you are facing. Not the problem that you are facing. Some of us experiencing it and say, God will understand. No, God will not understand. God will not understand. He will sympathize, but he will not understand. Do you understand me? No, do you understand me? The only language God understands is his word. So if you are doing something that is contrary to his word, how do you expect him to understand? I don't know whether you are getting me. Now, I don't mean it critically. I'm just mean, I'm, express, I'm explaining it to you as a matter of principle. As a matter of principle. It is the first offering actually to be revealed in the scriptures. 
I think um, Pastor Wisdom mentioned it about when uh, Cain and Abel had to bring offerings unto the Lord. And the Bible tells us that Abel gave of the firstlings of his flock. In fact, it was just today when he mentioned it that I, it really drew my mind. Flock is not just one animal. It's different, different categories of animals. Are you understanding me? Different, different, different kinds of animals. He brought them unto the Lord. So it could be that if he had ten, ten folds and he was... All the first from all the folds, they were gathered together. So the first fruit has a lot to do with gathering, a lot to do with gathering. So sometimes, so your your salary will come, a little some bonus here will come, a gift here will come. You gather them, you gather them. There's somebody who have always been blessing. Uh, and uh, this month or last month, the person called me. Ah, I said, please take your time for me, <laughs> because what the person didn't know is that I'm gathering something that I have to give to the Lord. If I give it to you, I'll suffer. I will not be able to continue giving to you. But I have to give to the one who is the source of all things so that I'll get to give to you in future. Are you understanding me? It's a covenant thing. Don't get emotional about it. Say, hey, somebody, is this a a serious matter? No. We have somebody who is more serious than the matter. He has greater power. He can even solve the matter. Why don't you settle his case first when he has a demand of you? Glory to Jesus Christ. So, it's the first fruit is a sign that God is the source of your life. Psalm 24 verse 1, it also means that you remember God first. Let me just run us through a few things. Dangers of not honoring God with your first fruit. Not, not that God will kill you. God will not kill you. God will not kill you. He's God all by himself. He's not indebted. Neither is he. God is not rich. He's not poor. He's God. Everything belongs to him. Are you understanding me? He's not broke. He's, he's the owner of everything. He's the owner of everything. So if he tells us to do something, it's not because he has a lack or he has a need, but it's because he knows that thing is supposed to be a blessing to us. Glory to Jesus Christ. Now, I had this thing and I began to do some research and I saw that it has, uh, it has an element of truth. In uh, a Greek, you realize that with every fruit, every fruit has some amount of poison in it. Every fruit has some amount of poison in it. It's just about the concentrations. And it was realized that most of the poisons were in the seeds of the fruits. So if you eat the fruits together with the seed, you are consuming the poison. So God will give you something. And that thing that he gives you, he will put a seed over there. When you touch that seed, which is supposed to be his, you touch, it becomes a poison to you. You see, they cannot clap because they don't understand. Praise God forevermore. So, the seed inside the fruit must be given out. It must be given out. The poison is in the seed. If you, anything that belongs to God and you touch, it becomes poison to you. When you give it to God, it becomes a blessing for you. Are you understanding me? It becomes a blessing for you. If you touch what is holy, you, you, <laughs> you shouldn't touch it. And then that what is holy will begin to touch what is holy to you. Praise God forevermore. In the garden... The, the Bible tells us God created, God created man, right? And he planted a garden. He created the whole earth. And eventually the earth is now full of billions of people. And in the middle of everything, he plants a garden. And in the middle of the garden, he plants a tree. And he tells them that don't touch this tree. Don't touch this tree. Don't touch this thing that belongs to me. And the Bible said they decided to go and touch it. That was their end. Isn't it? 
How many of you have realized that sometimes when we are doing something wrong, it looks very harmless? Yeah. It looks as though, oh, then this one there, oh, it's not anything, it's not anything. I'm sure they were, they were just, uh, oh, let's taste the fruit. When we go, God is not around, God is not here. When he comes, we we'll, even we'll see, we just tell him. <laughs> I've realized it. When you are doing the wrong thing, it looks very harmless. And they ate it. That was their end. Every other thing that they were not supposed to struggle for. Now, the curse came and said, that now you have to struggle for them. And they cursed the earth and the ground because of, all of, because of them. Praise God forever. So first of all, in the garden, you see something that is holy to the Lord. He tells them not to touch it. When they touch it, there's a consequence that comes with it. Now, the Bible tells us in the book of Joshua chapter 6, verse number 17. Uh, uh, we can start from the verse number 16, please. Now, the children of Israel were moving into the land that God had promised them. And they were being led by Joshua at this time. The Bible said, and it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew the trumpets, Joshua said unto the Lord, shout for the Lord has given you this city. Verse number 17. And he said, and the city shall be accursed. It shall be poisoned. It shall be accursed, even it and all that are daring to the Lord. The only person who can handle curses properly is God. Is God. He said, it shall be accursed unto the Lord, even it and all that are therein. Only Rahab, the harlot, shall live, and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. That's number 18, please. And you, in any wise... And ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest you make yourself accursed. When you take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it. Verse number 19. And all the silver and gold and the vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasure of the Lord. Now take note of this. They have been wandering in the desert or in the wilderness for 40 years. After 40 years, the first city that they meet is Jericho. And that first city that they meet, God gives them the victory. And the Lord said, the first victory that I have given unto you, everything is a poison. It must be given to me. It's accursed. So Jericho was the first fruit to them. And God tells them, even before they enter, that this thing belongs to me. Don't touch it. You see, the first fruit understanding, it's important that all of us catch it. I could have decided not to preach about this matter. Just a few people understand it. We keep operating and we go. But you see, what happens to you happens to me. It affects me as well. And I'll prove it very shortly. He said, don't touch it. Don't touch it. It will bring a curse not just to you, but to the entire nation. The entire nation. Now, let's go to the chapter number 7, the verse number 1. They went to war with a small city, which was smaller than Jericho. And the small city started beating them up. And they could not understand. So the Bible tells us that Joshua came and he inquired of the Lord. And the Lord began to speak to him. And and the children of Israel committed a trespass in that case. There was one out of them who was called Achan. He took some of the gold and the precious things from Jericho. And he went to hide it. But when when God was judging the matter, can we read it? And the children of what? Committed what? So, <laughs> all of them were being accused for one man's sin. All of them were being accused for one man's problem. The children of Israel committed a trespass in their casting for Achan, the son of Kami, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of their casting, and the anger of the Lord was against who? 
Come on, read it to me. Against who? The children of Israel. Why? Because of one man's curse. You see, it is. A, that's why sometimes you, events, God willing, at the end of this month, we'll be having a family consecration service. And one of the things I'll be dealing with is generational curses. Curses and blessings. Bad things that have happened. You realize that most of the time it's because the first fruit was affected. There was a seed that was sown and it affected generations, even that were not present at that time. They touched. Achan touched Israel's first, uh, God's first fruit. And now God turned not just against Achan, but against the entire nation of Israel. And so God now, now because they had been defiled, he and his entire family, but it was only Achan who decided to take it home. But his entire family were killed. They were stoned to death. Why? Because of the, of the trespass. So that Israel would be sanctified. Israel will be sanctified. But do you know the amazing thing? The thing that he stole to, he could not use it. He wants to bury it in the ground. He wants to bury in the ground. I heard that somebody said that if you steal a king's cloak, where will you wear it? Where will you wear it to? Are you understanding me? Because the king is the only one who has that kind of dress. And so when you steal it, where will you wear it to? Uh, they ask the oh God, where you get what you are wearing? Why, why did you get Because the king has said it. And only the king has that material. Oh, I wish somebody would understand something over here. When you touch something that belongs to God, <laughs> you cannot do anything with it. You cannot do anything with it. It's an accursed thing. So we see another uh, example in Jericho. Glory to Jesus. Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 3. You know, why, why was Egypt punished? Even though it was the same God who told uh, Abraham that his descendants would go into exile in another land and will be and will suffer over there. Yet still God punished Egypt. Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 3. He said, Israel is holiness unto the Lord and the first fruit of all its increase. So uh, the entire nation of Israel, you see, I was telling you about the, in the garden. You see, God deal with the middle, what is central to everything. In all of humanity, God decided to pick a nation. For himself. To be the representative of the entire nation. And out of that nation, he decided to pick a family or a tribe, the Levites, to be the representation for the entire nation of Israel. And out of all the tribe, he decided to pick uh, uh, a, 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 a priest. You know, in, among the Levites, not all of them were priests at a point in time. Some, it's a particular group of people are priests unto the Lord at a point in time. And when their work is supposed to be done to represent all of Israel, they are supposed to go into the holy place in the house of God. One building was used to represent the entire nation. And that building was also represent the entire world. And out of that place, there was also one room, the holiest of holies. And not everybody could go there. Not everybody could go there. It was a central point. That is why, even though there are many things that God will bless you with, the central point, the most important and valuable, is the first fruits that He gives unto you. When you touch it, the lump is affected. Everything else is affected. When you touch it, when you touch it, He said, and Israel also, and all that devour Him, in other words, all that come against Him, shall offend. Evil shall come upon them. See the Lord, when you touch the first fruits. When you touch the first fruits, you block a certain blessing that will protect and preserve you. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In the book of Daniel chapter number 6, you read from the verse number 16 to the verse number 26, a, certain, a very interesting concept is shown over there. 
The Bible tells us about how Daniel, after his enemies had connived against him, Daniel was cast into the den of lions. Now, he didn't say lion's den. It means that a den of lions is different from lion's den. A lion's den means that that is where a lion stays. The lion may be out at that time. The place may be empty. I still a lion's den. Are we together? But a den of lions means that it's a den where there are lions over there. And the Bible says that Daniel was cast into the den of lions. So all the children do that we are saying, Daniel and the lions den. No, go and change Daniel to the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, He said, Thy God whom thou, thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. So they threw Daniel into Daniel into the into the den of lions. Let's continue, please. Let's move very fast. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king filled it with his own sickness and with the sickness of his laws, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. It means that, it means that the judgment is, nobody can go against it except God. When the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting, neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Let's continue. Let's continue. Quickly, 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 quickly. Uh-huh. And the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. Let's continue. And when he came unto the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king said, Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions. My God, the king has about some feet. <laughs> the, the lions had uh, their, 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 their assignments was to chew up people. And that's why they were even being kept. Has God, your God, delivered you from these lions? And then Daniel answered unto the king, O king, live forever. Somebody will be testifying by the end of the year that God has done it for me. Let's continue, please. Let's continue. I know you, are, you don't really get what I'm, where I'm going, but you get it very soon. And my God has sent his angel, take note of that, and has shut the lion's mouth that they, have, uh, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocence was found in me, and also before the okay, have I done no hurt. Let's continue quickly. Then was the king exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel out of the den. So Daniel was taken out of the den and no man, no man of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. And the king commanded and they brought those which men which had accused Daniel and they cast him into the den of lions. They, they, cast, them in, they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children and their wives. Take note of that. Not just the men who, their children and their wives. And the lions had the mastery of them. And what? Break all their bones in pieces. However uh, 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 they came at the bottom of the den. Now, let, let, let me point something out over here. Now, this was a den of lions. Which were kept for punishment of certain people. And so, the lions usually will be kept for several years or several months. And they are being fed. Usually when they are fed, they are fed with maybe uh, sheep, some meat here and there. And so it was thrown to them and they would devour it and they would be satisfied. Now, it was not customary to throw a human being over there. Now, for the first time, they see a meat coming, which is not like the meat that they have ever experienced before. And so they began to consult among themselves. Usually we know it's, the, it's this and that has been given to us. And now, for the first time, they are throwing a human being to us. They consulted among themselves and said, No, this one it is the first of this kind that has been given to us. Let us not eat it, let us give it unto the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. The very next day, what happened? Multiple human beings, multiple human beings were thrown over there. The lions are the first fruits. 
They understood Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9, and the verse number 10. So the story was not about Daniel. The story was about the lions. Somebody celebrate the Lord. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. You see, the Holy Spirit calls mysteries to us in the scriptures. He calls mysteries to us in the scriptures. So that we will learn the principles of life. We will learn the principles of life. When we honor the Lord, there are benefits. It puts you on God's priority list. Hallelujah. Keep enjoying that, that revelation. I, I told you, you don't know where I'm going. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen. You have heard all my sermons on first fruit, so today I have to give you some new points. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. I've already read it to you. In the verse number 9, he tells us, honor the Lord with your first fruit. And the verse 10 says, so shall your barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst with new wine. So you come on God's priority list. He decides to prosper you. Number two, he delivers you from the spirit of greed and gives you liberty for prosperity. Liberty for prosperity. Proverbs 11, 24, 25. He that scattereth and yet the seed that scattereth and yet the person is increasing. And the seed that withholdeth more than is meat and it tendeth unto poverty. You can say you are keeping the money. But see, the other areas with that money should have protected. And that's the thing about first fruit. It does not just protect you. It does not just give you financial returns. It brings you health. It brings you preservation. It brings you favor. It brings you promotion. Some of us will look into our lives now. We realize that sicknesses are not coming like they used to. We realize that ah, there are things that used to happen to us. Bad occurrences. Some of us had depression, sadness, various attacks. And now, when we started of following the principles of God, all those things have stopped. Those are blessings that come when we honor the Lord. When we honor the Lord. Glory to Jesus Christ. He said, the liberal soul shall be made fast. Number three, it stands before God, before God for heaven to remember you. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4. Abel, even after Abel died, because he gave God the first food, heaven was still remembering him. Your first food gives you remembrance in the spirit. Sometimes we go through something and there's nothing for us to negotiate with. There's no reason. Heaven is trying to help us. But there's nothing that they are finding in your coffers in heaven. Every one of us, we have accounts in heaven. It's not just bank accounts on earth. There are bank accounts in heaven. And heaven looks on those things to do things in our lives. From time to time. From time to time. The account created by Jesus will bring you salvation. But the other accounts... That will take care of you in various areas of your life. What is there in that account? Glory to Jesus. Number four, it brings you promotion. You see Abel. He said that if you do well, you'll be promoted. You'll be lifted up. And Abel was lifted up. It was so visible that Cain saw that. Ah, it's as though God has favored my brother more than you. That is it. When you honor God, he causes honor to return unto you. It is so tangible and so visible. Number five, it brings multiplication. Anna gave Samuel to God. And by the end of the day, Anna, who was barren, now had five children. Now had five children. Multiplication. Multiplication. God, uh, Abraham gave Isaac. By the time I, uh, Abraham was done, he had multiple, multiple children. And more children. Why? Because he did not hold on to his first fruits, Isaac. Glory to Jesus Christ. Verse number six. When we honor God with our first fruit, He delivers us from uh, curses of generations. Glory to Jesus. 
John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he, he, he gave his only begotten son. Now look at that. All over the world, even as I'm speaking right now, there are billions of sons and daughters unto the Lord. Why? His first ever son. When God tells us to do something, in most cases he has done it himself already. He has done it himself already. It's a principle. The only thing that subdues God is his word. And it's the same word that he has given to us for us to follow. He gave his son. Now he has millions of sons all over. So generations started seeking him. When the first fruit is holy, the lamb also is holy. It sets the pace, number what something, for an encounter with wisdom, riches, and honor. Oh, when uh, Solomon became a king, his first giving to the Lord. First Kings chapter number 3, Solomon loved the Lord, and he gave a thousand burnt offerings unto the Lord. And then when he had done it, God appeared to him and said, what do you want? And God said, he said, I want wisdom. You jump to the verse number 13. He said, because you have asked for this, I'm going to give you wisdom, riches, honor, and everything that you never asked for. Why? Because he honored the law with his first fruits. It brought him into a place of increase and multiplication. I, had, I, I often share this testimony of Frank Edwards when he was very poor. In fact, he used to be the music uh, um, mixer or sound engineer for Sinatch and was following her around, had nothing. And God started lifting him up. His first gig, he had one million naira. He went to his mom and said, Mama, our story don't turn around. Though. We don't blow. And this was years ago. One million naira, even today, it's a lot of money to them. But years ago. And the mama said, uh, My son, this is your first food. Give it to the Lord. It was very painful, he gave it, but he gave it to the Lord. Now today, what we talk about Frank Edwards, he's not a Nigerian star, he's a global star. He's a global star. As young as he is, he's having uh, albums with, um, uh, what's the name this popular? Don Moen and other global celebrities. He went to visit Don Moen, and uh, he was in a queue waiting for Don Moen to come and see him. There were other music ministers and wannabes who were also there trying to see Don Moen. All of a sudden, the secretary came and pulled him out. He was like, have I done something wrong? I, I was a Nigerian man in a, a, a Brunei land. What is happening? He came to pull him. He said, that Don Moen is looking for you. And he said, I saw you. I saw your name. And I asked them to bring you. He said, look at my podcast. I've been listening to your music. The one had been listening to Frank Edwards' music. He said, I want us to have to do something together. Why? Something had come upon him. It was a favor. You don't get it. In, it doesn't come cheap. It doesn't come by prayer. It comes by obedience. It comes by obedience. First fruit is about obedience. It may be painful. You are even wondering, how will I survive? That is when you see that you are not existing by your own strength. And who told you that that salary is what you survive by? It's because we have the survival mentality. That is why you are always surviving. But we have God as my supply mentality. Everything begins to fall in place. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? Ah, look at some of us who are not even working. Was, has God not been taking care of us? And how he started working, he said, I was the first, hey, what should I do? But when you are not working, having no means, God was not taking care of you. So what changed? It's God now you have seen the money. You have seen the money. It's like when you, you, you go to a store, and then you buy something or some biscuit for your child or your son or your daughter. And then let me say, no, it's mine, it's mine. Who bought it in the first place? But that's how we behave with God when it comes to our finances. When God is asking us for something, we are, telling, we are behaving like the children, how our children behave. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Now, I'm going to mention some... 
eight things. If you have, you have sown your first fruits, how do you ensure you get a harvest? Number one, understand what you are doing. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Meaning lean on the understanding of God. Understand what you are doing. Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom in order you are getting. Get understanding. Understand what you are doing. Don't just do it just because, because the church is organizing a program. Listen. You may not even have first fruit to give today. This teaching and this program is not really about everybody having a first fruit by force. If you are not working or you have not received any income, then there is no first fruit. There is even no tithe. Are you understanding me? But once you are receiving an income, then you can say you have the first fruits. And so if you say you have no income, no, we don't have any problem with you. But just get to know what we are teaching. Praise God. But if you know God has given you an income, God has given you something, it means that you have to honor him with it. Praise God forevermore. And if you don't believe, you can also decide not to do it. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Amen and amen. So, understand what you are doing. Number two, locate the right soil. In 2 Kings chapter 4, you read 38 to 42. In fact, we're majoring on the 42. The Bible tells us that a certain man came from Baal Shalisha with 20 loaves of bread to give unto Elijah. To give unto Elisha. Now, Elisha was a Gilgal at that time. And the man came all the way from Baal Shalisha. And when I read it, I wondered why didn't he look for a man of God in Baal Shalisha? means that the soil you plant upon is important. Where you sow your seed or your first fruit is important. When I did the research, Gilgal and Baal Shalisha, they are about 12 to 15 miles apart. 12 to 15 miles apart. The man decided to carry his seed and travel with his first fruits to Elisha because locating the right soil is important. Number three, give it an honor. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. When you are coming, don't come, come with a heart that is broken. That God, you are the one who can take care of me. And honor God with your givings. Number four, give in faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. If I for Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4. The difference between the giving of Abel and Cain was that Abel gave by faith. According to Hebrews 11 4. Praise God forevermore. So you give it by faith. Glory to Jesus. Number five, you confess the word of God over your seeds. Hebrews 13 verse 5 to 6. Whatever... Seed. I've taught you about naming your seed, right? Name your seed. Have I taught you about that? Come on, talk to me. Have I taught you? Yeah. Wonderful. So every seed, you have to put a word on it. It sends that seed on assignment. Glory to Jesus Christ. And then number what? Six. Water the seed. How do you water it? Water it with praise and thanksgiving. Rejoicing in the Lord. Psalm 67, verse 5 to 6. When you go, go and read the scriptures. You water it with praise, and then you water it with confessions of the word. Isaiah 45, verse number 11. Glory to Jesus Christ. And then number 7, patient expectancy. Expect patiently that God is going to do it for you. Hebrews chapter number 6, verse 12. He said that those who through faith and patience, they inherited the promise. And then number, number 8, right? Continue working. Continue working. So if you have a business... God is going to bless that business. Don't go and sleep at home and say, I'll give my first fruit so now I'm, going, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do any work anymore. No, God is going to bring the blessing to the work that you are doing. In the verse number 10 of Proverbs chapter 3, it said that then your bonds, the bonds are created in farms. Right? Where are the farmers? The bonds are created, they are silos in farms. So you don't burn the farm because you have given your first fruits. Maintain. And so that vats, vats are machines. That I used to press 
uh, grapes to release the juice. So keep working. Keep working. Keep working. As you are doing this, the blessing is coming up on what you are doing. Hallelujah. Jesus said, now that you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Blessed are you if you do them. Knowing them is not, is, 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 is not enough. But doing them is what brings the blessing. Hallelujah. Somebody, I give the first fruit. So, so the first then, fruit. That, then that's it. So I'm, that, that income, gonna... that, that income that you are struggling with, who gave it to you? It's God. Was it, was it, was it there before it came? <laughs> I, I don't know whether you are getting me. So it was not there before it came. It came from, from nothing to something. Can't you trust God about from nothing to something? Again, are you understanding me? That is the first thing. Now, if you have been giving your first fruit, that was a point I was made. I think Linda also was the one who made it. You should be seeing the blessing. And by the time you are going to give your next first fruit, it shouldn't be empty. Like somebody who has never had this teaching before is the one who, I know you are not asking for yourself, you are asking for somebody. <laughs> Amen. Is the one who should be asking. Because anybody who has understood the principle of first fruits, by the time you get to your next first fruit, you actually have a harvest there. So you are fulfilling the principle. But you are, when we say first fruit, we don't, we don't mean empty all your accounts. No. We are just saying the first fruit of that account is what you should give to God. Okay, so if there's nothing in your account after you have been with God for it, then you are really broke. You are seriously broke. There's a problem somewhere. That's why the last thing I started teaching is how to get your harvest. And naming your seed is one of the... So some people, they sow their seed and they don't know how to get their harvest. Are you getting me? I'm trying to give you a whole a holistic message. That's why I'm taking my time with all of these things. Praise God forevermore. So having something that you can fall on is fine. It actually tells us of management. To break out of financial poverty is two things. Giving faith and then principles of management in the scriptures. Giving faith, the faith of sowing seed, and then the, the wisdom of financial management. God gives us everything for us to manage. If you misuse it, you become poor, no matter how many tongues you, you give. And then you just saw that shoe. Hey, let me get it. You don't need shoe. Wasteful living. Wasteful living. Are you understanding me? Mismanagement can also lead you into poverty. Are you getting it? Yeah. Very important. Any other questions? Yes. There were a um, couple of questions that came in. Um, now, um, there's quite a case study. There's, there's students who want to give the first fruit. Mm-hmm. And most of the income is from people who give. Now, um, the parents are giving... Most given, of the income is from people... Givings. Givings from... Not gifts. A, yeah, gifts. Okay. So, um, let's see. The person goes to school, has to board vehicle. Now, um, the first money that was given by the parents was what um, will rely on the transportation. So if the person what is... will rely on... The person who has to rely on that money... Will use that money for transportation. For transportation. Yes. So if the person is supposed to practice the first fruit principle, how does that person have to go around it? In another case study where the person who has to use that same, let's say, um, part of that same money to do some payments, and that is the first money that also comes in, how does that also have to relate on how does the person also have to practice the first fruit on that principle? And then um, the second question is that someone was asking that, uh, Papa was saying that everything that comes to me in January becomes my first fruit because our first fruit 
as we do the first for the first month. So February is when we are giving the first fruit. So he's um, saying that if I had, let's say, I gave my salary and somebody dashed me money, that money becomes a first fruit. If so, whatever comes, that means that everything that comes in automatically becomes the first fruit. So I want you to clarify on that part as well. Praise God forevermore. No, I I read a scripture, um, Hebrew uh, Proverbs chapter eleven verse uh, is it twenty five, uh, where the Bible says that he that withholdeth more than is meat. So it means that there's in some cases there's what you are supposed to hold on to, and there's what you are supposed to release. I understand me. Now you have to transport yourself to school. It's if you, it, it, it's something those are things you hold on to. It's not because you are holding on to it, to it because um, you want to hold on to it. Are you getting me? But then, he said, of all that increase, the profit of it. Are you getting me? The profit of it. Now, as a student, the dynamics are different. Okay? So, it, and especially somebody, in your own testimony that you said earlier, you saw an opportunity that you, by your faith, you wanted either to convert into a principle of multiplication or something that you wanted to grow. So, in that channel, don't just lump everything together. No. Look at the various channels. Look at the various channels. You get gifts. You expect it to be something that will be multiplied. You get a salary. And salary, of course, is, and the reason we do January mostly is because of the salary rich people. Are you getting me? But even that one, the salary can be broken down into days and into weeks. So, let's say you receive 4000 in a month, and there are four weeks in a year. Maybe you are saying that you, you are going to practice first fruit on your first week. On your first week. Fine, you can go ahead and do it. But know that God will bless the lump that you are doing. That you are using, he multiplies what you give. I get to me. So the blessing on the first week is not the same as the blessing on the first month. The one practicing that great faith will receive greater results than the one who is now trying to do a compensation. Because see, we are the gradations of our faith is real. We are not all operating at the same level of faith. Maybe as I'm talking right now, somebody is still really struggling with it. Do what your faith will allow you to. But grow. How we are getting me? Grow. There are some of us we have gotten to the point where we know about how we can give the entirety. Praise God. It's because of our love and our faith. Because of our love and our faith. Are you getting me? Yeah. So it doesn't when you are, when you operate in love and faith, it doesn't become a, an argument. In fact, you see. Can a Copeland, when he God started bringing him out of his financial challenges, he got somebody to pay his uh, school fees. He took that out of the school fees, so the school fees was ten percent less. And God worked the miracle to cover it. You, see, you you don't practice first fruits, tithes, and anything of faith except you believe in a God of miracles. Are we together? Except you believe in a God of miracles. Look at what Frank Edwards' mom told him. Uh, these were suffering people. If they don't believe in the God of miracles, they cannot do what they did. In our first year as a church, 2019, God told me all the, all everything that came. Hey, and that night, the first night, oh, that night was powerful. 
you could see people were spraying the altar with money. Like the anointing was, and I wasn't calling for offerings. The, and the, as they were praying, people, you, you see fresh notes, old notes, middle notes, every kind. And as I was there, I was praying. And then I opened my right eyes. I said, Lord, you are doing it. The church will not begin the year struggling. Because and you are a pastor, administration and paying bills and all of those things are real to you. So I was like, wow, God is preparing me for an easy year. And then after the, after the all night, God says, I take everything and go and give it out. It's your first fruit. I said, what? <laughs> okay. What do you think? Hey! Because I just started in 2018. We struggled to even get this place and put everything in order. And then at the end of the year, 31st, God decided, And then he, gives, he touches the heart of people to be spraying the altar with money. At least that will be help us pay the bills and other things. The Lord said, I should give it out. When we give it out, by the end of January, the amount of money that went to the bank was about 10 times the amount that we gave out. And that month, that's where we started getting some of our instruments. We never did any fundraising to buy a keyboard or some of the combo or bass guitar. Somebody who has, up to now, the man has never stepped into this church. He gave us two guitars, a lead guitar and a bass guitar. Fully wrapped. He said he doesn't know something just after the act. The same week, another person came with a combo and then a, 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 a bass guitar. That we have not even thought of doing fundraising for these things. Are, are we together? Come on, are we together? It is a miracle principle. You can decide to ask so many questions, but you can also decide to trust. You can decide to trust. When you trust God. You see, we are trying to calculate everything. Hey, this will come from here. This no. It, everything comes from who? God. When you gave your first fruit or you gave your whatever you give to God, has God disappeared? Has God run away? Is God still present? Then He will give it to you. Can't He give it you again? He'll take care of you. What was the second question? Oh, it has also been answered in there. What was the second question? Second question. Eh? Which one? Everything you receive, uh, I think I've answered it in what I was just saying. Praise God forever. Oh, please. And another question came in, and this one was. But where are these questions coming from? Uh, was it from last week's, uh, last week's uh, School of the Word? All right, quickly, quickly. Time. Now, um, this person says, I've received a shoe. This is the first shoe I received. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to give the first shoe? Oh, that one, you redeem it. It does not necessarily mean go and get the price of it. Okay, you redeem it. For instance, the Bible says the first fruit of the womb is unto God. So and that so that means that your first son belongs to God. How much does that son cost? <laughs> Are you getting me? So the first things that come in terms of a material things, there are two things. Either you give it to God or holistically. Or you redeem it. The Bible gives room for redemption. That means that you put in your heart, you value it. You say, Lord, I want to give you this as my thanksgiving for giving me this. So you get the first car, you have to redeem it. But if you don't, it means that there's a hand on it already. You get me. And it must be something that is from your heart. The Lord must. It, it don't, don't, someone say, oh, because it depends on me, let me go and bring one CD. Your heart will speak to you. 
your heart will speak to you. So, if it is one, and most of the time, the reason why most of us have hanging blessings is because when we are going to the altar, our heart was rebuking us, but we just, I see that thing is that you have turned, uh, you have turned, you have turned your face away, but in the realm of the spirit, you cannot do that. And so, it will still go against you. Are we together? So you redeem it with an amount which between you and God have agreed that, oh, we can give this for that. We can, I'm giving this to redeem this blessing. Alright. Is, is that clear? That is the last one. Okay. And this one particularly, um, he is relying on the um, relationship with the Spirit of God. And he's saying that I don't, I'm not a salary worker. I'm a student. But from, I pay my tithe out of 10%. And the Holy Spirit is saying, because the first week season, I should pay 50, 40%. By the validity of what we are talking about with the scriptures relating so far, can we say that this is true to be practiced? I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. He's I'm saying that he pays tithe of 10%. Yes. So he wants to give first fruit. Though it's not a salary worker and all that. So with a relationship with his spirit of God, spirit of God is saying oh. that pay forty percent as your pay forty percent as your first fruit. We need to understand. I, I I'm not there when God spoke to him, but then God do not go against His word. God do not go against His word. Increasing the amount does not necessarily turn it into a first fruit. It must be first fruit, like it must meet the definition. Are you getting me? So it's not as though you are increasing it and then... No, you cannot bribe God. You see, it's not about... It's not about proximity, it's about principle. Are you getting me? So it's a principle. It's not about trying to... If it is... It's a, you see, the problem is... Because we are looking at it in terms of amount. It's not about the amount too. If your first fruit is one Ghana, give it. Are you getting it? It's give it. If somebody will say that, oh, because the person gave 200,000 Ghana cities, a big first wave. No, but the person may, should have given 1 million. And then somebody gave the 10 cities, you say, ah, this one, they will be free. But no, that was actually what the person got. So it's about the principle. I, I, I don't know whether you're getting me. Yeah, it's about the principle. First wave is about the principle, not about the amounts. Okay, tight is also about principle. That's why there's a calculation. Yes. No, no. Microphone, microphone. It's a follow-up question to uh, an answer you gave him regarding the redeemed. Yeah. So I wanted to ask that even after you have redeemed a uh, little uh, for the shoe, can you still give out the shoe? Yeah. In fact, for me, I think your real first fruit is the entire thing. But at that point, that you have received it. You know, uh, the principle of the first fruit is about the first given. Okay, it's about the first given. The, it, so in the in the Greek, it's about the first offering. You need to maintain the first, the concept of first. In fact, in the Old Testament, the reshit actually also means a promise to come. By the new, so you can redeem it because you know in your redemption, you know that's not the true amount. That's not the true value. No, but please, the question is. Can you give it to somebody after you have redeemed for the shoe? Can you give the shoe out to yes, somebody? Out to somebody. You are not. You are not tied. Even if money, you don't. You don't have to spend it. If you want to give it out, you still can give it out. I think. Can you gift the shoe out to yes, another can person? Can you gift the shoe out after you have redeemed? 
even on the shoe as your first fruit to God. I'm not getting you. Let's say you have received a gift of a shoe. Yeah. And that's your first shoe you have received in the year. Mm-hmm. And you want to pay your first fruit. So it's either you give the shoe to God or you redeem it. Mm-hmm. But I'm asking that if after I've redeemed, I, I want to redeem so that I keep the shoe. So that I bless the shoe. Um, I used it to bless somebody else. Is it, is, it, is it possible? Oh, I think it's possible. Because when you redeem it, it means that you want to keep it. After you keep it, whatever you do with it, it's up to you. <laughs> I don't know whether you are getting me. Yeah, maybe you can, you can even decide to tear it apart. <laughs> it's up to you. If you decide to give it out. But you see, the principle is I don't think you are smarter than God. If the issue is that I don't want to give it to God so that I can give it to brother so or sister so, you are, you are, you are, you are overthinking God. You see, so I've done it, and so I just give it something, then I compensate God, and then I want to do my own thing. No, the mentality will be wrong that way. How are you getting me? The mentality will be wrong that way. If you think God is asking you to give it, give it out. If God can help your brother or so or sister, so you don't have to pretend that you are going to trade God for it. You see, it's about motive. The motive is very, very important. I don't know whether I'm getting me because I'm getting that that could also be a, another dimension of looking at it. So I fulfill this principle and then I also do this other act. It's fine when well, you have done it, but then let your motive be right. Let your motive be right. The Spirit of God will just direct you on what to do. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Oh, have another question? Yeah, okay. Papa, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, Papa, in a situation where uh, you are working, can you take the effect of? Yeah. In a situation where you are working and uh, at the end of the first month you don't receive your salary, mm-hmm. but in the second month uh, you receive the first salary and the second salary together, do you give your first fruit on the first, uh, your first uh, salary, which is what's supposed to be in January, or you give both as a first fruit unto God? Mm-hmm. You, give, you give your first month. You give your first month. Uh, so unless you are going to say that, Every other month is going to be the two months combined. Are you getting me? For instance, you see, in the biblical first fruits, he didn't say they should give the entire harvest, the entire first harvest to God. Because the harvest is usually after a year. So he says that the first of the first. So what is coming? The first, so have you realized that is it the principle of first fruits is even in nature? Those of you who are into any kind of farming, do all the fruits ripe at the same time? Ah, uh, no, do they ripe at the same time? Don't you realize all the time there's some that come first? I hope you are getting me. So the first is what is saying belongs to God. So it is. God does it that way. So, let's say you have a harvest that uh, is every three months. No. It's three months. So, which one? The first month belongs to God. The, you calculate it. Okay. You calculate it. Let's say you have, you have planted ten acres of, uh, of, of, of pineapples. And then you got uh, the, the profit from them was 10,000 Ghana cities. I don't know how long does pineapple take to mature. One year. So, it means that you calculate it according to 12 months. So, one year. Six months, one year. I hope you are getting me. Eight months, eh? Eight months. So, whatever. 
<laughs> Praise God for it. No, I want you to understand the principle. So, it may come as a lamb. Because if you give that whole thing, it means that the whole year you have given everything out to God. Then now it's, it's, even, it's not only first with sacrifice. So you give the first fruit of that and the rest you give tight on it. I hope you are getting me. The rest you give tight on it. Praise God forevermore. Yes. Uh, have I answered your question? Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else? Somebody asked, that, oh, should I take my tithes before I give my first fruit? I should give my tithes before I should give everything. But it's the first fruit, the first fruit. When you give all, there's nothing to tie on again. Are we together? There's nothing to tie on again. If you decide to practice what I said, uh, some, maybe your faith is so small that you want to just divide a month into four, and then so you give your first fruits, let's say the first week, and then the rest you tithes. But just know that God will bless whatever you are given. Okay, and if one times one times ten is what? Ten. Two times ten is what? Twenty. Thousand times ten is what? Ten thousand. The, the fact that the times ten is there doesn't mean that everybody will get the same answer. But what you give God to multiply, that's what you return to you. Are we together? Are we together? Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I believe that. Are we okay? Teachers, have all the questions come out now? Have all the questions come out? Wonderful. Hallelujah. Give a clap offering to Jesus. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.emenezaokolipa.com or call 0546 Three six three nine five seven. God bless you. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.emenezaokolipa.com or call zero five four six three six three nine five seven. God bless you.